are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business. Once again, back in business, joined as always by my dapper co-host, Nate, Professor <laughs> Christian. Nate, what is up? Hey, Mike. I, I'm looking dapper still because yes. we're this, this is how we record our podcast. We usually record a couple in a row. So I'm still looking dapper from the last podcast, and I'm excited because we've already talked rookies at the running back position, Mike. Now we get to talk about, quite honestly, maybe the, the more fun rookies. The wide receivers. Yes. Before we get started, Nate, have you ever seen the movie Trading Places? I have. I feel like right now you're Dan Aykroyd's character with how you're dressed, and I'm Eddie Murphy's character <laughs> because I just kind of look like a bum right now. So... Um, but hey, man, that's what it is. And you that's know why what? They call me the professor. This is true. And if you love hearing us talk about rookies, you want to hear us talk more, patreon.com forward slash dynasty ruin and a free seven day trial. Cop on in the Discord, tell us how you like it. And hey, if you want to stick around, you sign up for the five or ten dollar tier, you get bonus podcasts. The bonus podcasts are probably closer to more of what we're doing this week than we do on the main pod channel. So come hang out. Plenty of room for everybody. Now let's talk about it. And hey, there is a caveat. There's no Marvin Harrison Jr. in this because we know he is the wide receiver one if he comes out. So we wanted to give you guys some other good names that you need to wrap your brain around here. And look, if these guys are your consolation prize, you're going to yeah. be okay with that. Let's get started. In no particular order, just like the running backs, but we're going to start with LSU wide receiver Malik Neighbors, Nate. Yeah, this is for... I would say the consensus wide receiver two of this draft class. And there, so. there's there's some narrative out there of people trying to push him maybe as a wide receiver one or at least a, a, a legitimate candidate. Um, and then there's some people like me who are maybe pushing up another player as a wide receiver two. But there is no argument from me that Malik Neighbors is deserving of that spot because Malik Neighbors has had an incredible year for LSU and should have won the Blitnikoff Award. Uh, Marvin Harrison won it this year because he didn't win it last year, because Jalen Hyatt won it last year when it should have been Marvin Harrison. So end all, be all, Malik Neighbors got screwed by Jalen Hyatt getting the Belenikoff winner last year. Sorry, that's how college awards work apparently. But nonetheless, 1,500 yards this year, 14 touchdowns, 18 yards per catch, Mike. I mean, it helped that Jaden Daniels was the guy throwing to him because he had a Heisman season one of the best seasons we've ever seen from a quarterback, actually. But Malik Neighbors was an important part of that. I don't think we would have seen that from Daniels without Malik Neighbors being his wide receiver one. Of course, Brian Thomas, his running partner, was pretty good as well. But, look, 86 receptions against Alabama in one of their biggest games of the year, 10 receptions, 170 yards, and a touchdown. Against, look, I'm trying to count up how many games he had over 100 yards right now, and I'm losing count because there's so many games, Mike. He, he's been that consistent, nine games over 100 yards, including against Mississippi State, 239 on 13 receptions. Just dominant performance from Malik Neighbors this year. Uh, that, that's why he's the wide receiver, too. He can do everything. He creates the yards after the catch. 6.6 um, .6 is his career average yards after the catch per reception. This is a guy who, like I said, 18 yards per catch this year, gets down the field. He is an, a three-level threat, plays outside, can play in the slot, 
He can play both. He's basically 50-50 over the past two years, so he's got that versatility. We know LSU puts out some good wide receivers. We've seen it over the years. Uh, they got they got another group, good group this year. Nate, if he came out last year, would he have been the wide receiver one? Um, that's a good question. I, I think there's a there's a good chance that he would have been. I think he, he would certainly have been in the running. We're talking, you know, over JSN, Jordan Addison, Josh Downs, Quentin yeah. Johnson. I, I think Powell. with the fact that JSN didn't play last year, I think Malik Neighbors yeah. probably would have been the wide receiver one. Um, without with 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 JSN not playing, I, I don't think there's much question there. Actually, like you said, there's narratives. People trying to push him to be wide receiver one. I get it. You're hyping your process, whatever. But we do have to be realistic here. Um, Nate, you had said that he's the consensus number two, but you are thinking about a different. Number two, is that our next player? It is our next player. I have I've become 2A, 2B right now because Marvin Harrison is just that that wide receiver one. And then I got these next two guys in the next tier. And Malik Neighbors, you know, who's going to be a first-round pick and a first-round pick in your rookie draft as well. And then Romo Dunze out of Washington, who's also mm-hmm. going to be a first-round pick, probably also a top 15 pick and also a first-round pick in your rookie drafts. So Romo Dunze from Washington had an incredible season. And some people are trying to trash him. Because, Mike, God forbid that Romo Dunze has been in college for four years. Oh, well, he's terrible. Oh, he's been around for four years. So that means that he's only good because he's so much older than everyone, even though he's the same age as most of the other wide receivers in this class. That's like saying you don't like Bo Nix because he's too old. (laughs) And and people are going to say that. And we were talking about this morning in our chat, Mike. Oh, well, Bo Nix is too old, but then the guy who was saying that also liked Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell was a much older rookie. He was a whole year older than Bo Nix when he went into the NFL. Look, Bo Nix is 24 going into the NFL. I'm not worried about that. I, if he was Brandon Whedon, I'd be worried about it. But That is a good point. Yeah. No, I like Roma Dunze, too. I'm not worried about the age at all. You know, what is he, 22? Yeah, uh, he was he was born in 2002. So, I mean, at this point, he's still 21. 21. Yeah. OK, so, yeah, guys, you know, look, the fact of the matter is with NIL and with the way things are going, the NFL is changing. I remember when I was younger, juniors declaring was an oddity. You stayed in school four years. Mm-hmm. That was just how it was. OK, then it got to the point where they wanted these younger athletic raw prospects that they could coach up in the NFL. Now NFL teams, they don't want to wait. They want to win. They do. What can you do for me when you get on the field? And a guy like this can do a lot right off the bat. And it's not like he waited four years to break out. I mean, he had 1,100 yards last year and seven touchdowns on 75 receptions. This is not a player who took four years to break out. Um, Romo Dunze over the last two years has been one of the better wide receivers in college football. You know, talking about six foot three, two fifteen. Um, his contested catch rate this year is 70%. So, you know, when we talk about, oh, yeah, this guy turns 50-50 balls into 70-30 balls, Romo Dunze actually did that this year. That's impressive, Mike. And, and he was on a team that was not really looked at as a top team when they were playing other teams. Washington was constantly uh, undervalued this year. And players like Romo Dunze, Jalen McMillan across from him, Michael Penix Jr., these guys showed up, showed out. Teams love to see that. Romo Dunze 
not only just a good wide receiver, but I've talked about a couple of different times on this channel, also giving us some special teams experience. He did have a kick return for a touchdown this year. NFL I love like seeing that. that. NFL teams like that. And, you know, don't ever come at me with, well, Velas Jones was a kick returner too. The <laughs> he wasn't a wide receiver though, unfortunately. <laughs> the difference is Roma Dunze is a really good wide receiver. Just, hey, look, he has had some drops 15 in four years. On 313 targets, he has 15 drops. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a 6.9% so, per career, which is honestly pretty pretty average. So don't don't be coming at me with, oh, he has 15 drops. Okay, great. That's that's a little less than four a year. Uh, it's, it's less than Xavier Worthy, I can tell you that much. Yes, that is true. I like Roma Dunze a lot. Um, and, yeah, it just took getting a uh, reliable quarterback there. Out in Imagine that. Yeah, yeah. It's like success comes from having other successful players around you. Who'd have thunk it, Nate? Who knew? Okay. All right. So of this whole list, this is the guy that I've scouted the least. So I need you to take the charge here. Hopefully I say it right. Marvin Harrison Jr.'s teammate, Emika Egbuka. Did I say it right? You did. I always want to say Amika, but I feel like that's not right. Yeah. That's, that's it's, it's the wrong way. It's Emika. You okay. got it. So you're good. So, he will be considered the quote-unquote consolation prize, just like if you recall uh, Chris Olave was when it was him and Garrett Wilson coming mm -hmm. out. But I don't think he's really going to be a quote-unquote consolation prize. But, Nate, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, this is a guy that I also think has a chance to stay back at Ohio State. Uh, you know, we talked about it last podcast with Javion Henderson. Emeka Ibuka only had 450 yards this year. It's, it's a down year because last year as a sophomore, he had 1,150, um, 10 touchdowns, 15.6 yards per carry, I mean, per reception on 74 receptions. But this year, he missed some games due to injury. Ohio State's offense obviously wasn't as good without C.J. Stroud. So he only had 35 receptions, 450 yards, and four touchdowns. Still looked very good when he was out in the field, but just not having as much production this year. He is a candidate for me as a guy that could go be going back to – college but hey we're going to talk about him because he's really really talented six foot one 206 pounds he's mostly a slot receiver but he can play a little bit out wide about 70 30 overall as a split over his career but you know just like a lot of our slot receivers that we like emika Ibuka, he is consistent with catching the ball he is consistent with creating yards after the catch averaging 7.3 yards after the catch over his career so you know we get him the ball he makes it happen. He can be used all across the field if you need him. He's just a really solid wide receiver who, talent-wise, definitely belongs in the first round. But because of the, the fact that he might be limited to the slot at the next level, I never really know with these guys because I think he can play outside. But once you get to the NFL level, you never really know, especially how teams want to use these guys. A lot of times they draft them with roles in mind. Um, if he's looked at as more of a slot receiver by the end of this process, I think he might end up being an early day two pick if he does come out. And I think that's might okay. really determine if he stays or not. Wondering what that scouting board is um, going to give him back as his grade. Because if you didn't know, um, juniors can reach out to the NFL before they declare and basically say, hey, what's my grade? And the NFL comes back and they tell him, hey, you're a first round pick, you're a day two pick, you're a day three pick. It's, it's basically that. Um, so depending on what they say to him, that might change his mind, especially with Neil, um, especially with the fact that you know, he's only been here for three years at Ohio State. He could pull a Chris Olave, go back to Ohio State, try to win that game against Michigan maybe. Yeah. But, look, there's there's no doubting that Emeka Ibuka is talented. He is, you know, 
enough to be a first round pick in your rookie drafts? Is he going to come out? Is he shown enough this year with the production that he's had just in those couple games he played? There's going to be a lot of question marks around him, but the talent's definitely there. We're excited to announce that we have partnered with Mint Mobile. Have you ever thought, why in the world is my wireless bill so darn high? What are you paying all that money for? Speed, coverage, data, access to 5G, unlimited talk and text, mobile hotspots? Great news. Mint Mobile offers all of these features for as low as $15 a month. They're built on the nation's largest 5G network, and they keep costs low because they sell direct to you online, cutting out the retail stores and salespeople. Why should you pay more than you have to for access to the same network? Go to HTTPS, TryMintMobile.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind, also linked in the description, to get premium wireless for $15 a month. Guys, $15. How hard is it to switch your service? Big Wireless wants you to think that it's hard, but switching to Mint is super easy thanks to digital eSIM cards, which most phones now have. You can sign up and activate immediately right on your phone from the comfort of your home. If your phone doesn't have an eSIM, Mint will ship you a new SIM card for free. Big Wireless also wants you to think that they're the only option, but don't be duped. And now through January 1st, you'll receive an additional three months free. Buy three, get three. If you purchase a three-month plan using our link, HTTPS, trimintmobile.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Again, link in the description. The offer is available on all plans, including Unlimited. Let's move on, and we'll talk about another Oregon product here. That is Troy Franklin. That's Bob's boy. He might just be an Oregon fan now. I think he is. Just He completely shunned Wisconsin. He's just hopping all aboard. Yes, he's a uh, Dylan Gabriel fan now, too, I guess. That's right. Dylan Gabriel did go to Oregon. I thought he was going to – I thought he was going to go somewhere else. Uh, it was between Oregon and – I can't remember what other team, but it's Oregon. Speaking of West Coast teams, just going back to Roma Dunes real quick, I do like his teammate Dylan Johnson as well. Oh, yeah, the, uh, running back. Running back, yeah. Good hard runner. Uh, but talk to me about Troy Franklin a little bit. Troy Franklin. And we talked about him coming into this season as someone that we liked. Um, he's got a little bit of that slim reaper build that we always go back to, but he did beef up this offseason, Mike. He beefed up coming into this season. He's six foot three, 187 pounds now. And career year for Troy Franklin. Now that he has a Bo Nix there, uh, 1,300 yards, 81 receptions, 14 touchdowns, average 17.1 yards per reception. So he's got that ability to win down the field. Look, Troy Franklin. Wide receiver one for that team. They didn't have a lot of depth outside of him, so he was getting the ball in a lot of those situations, and that was a potent offense. And Troy Franklin was certainly a huge part of that. He he was out there with eight games over 100 yards, so he was consistently scoring, consistently putting up yards for the Oregon offense. And this is a guy that plays outside almost entirely. Um, 80% of his snaps come up from out wide. He does create some yards after the catch, 5.5. Uh, career average so a little bit less than guys like emeka Ibuka or uh, malik neighbors but troy franklin if, if you're looking for a consistent wide receiver there's not many better than troy franklin at this point um, he's got some great hands he's got a great ability to win at the catch point despite being a little bit um you know lighter than some of the other running uh, wide receivers we've already talked about like odunze uh, but troy franklin he wins he wins the catch point. He wins on the slants close to the line of scrimmage. He wins at all three levels. I really like Troy Franklin. Bob really likes Troy Franklin. I think, Mike, you like Troy Franklin, right? I do, and I feel like I would be calling him Clifford Franklin. 
from the replacements. If you know, you know. If you've never seen the replacements, got to get on that. Uh, he was a wide receiver. Unfortunately, unlike Troy Franklin, Clifford Franklin could not catch. But Troy Frank- Franklin, oh, my God, why can't I say Franklin? Jeez, <laughs> come on. Um, Give me your head coach. Come on. He He's uh, – well, oh, yeah. Um, my James. Coach, James Franklin. I'm sorry. It's been a long day for me. Um uh, <laughs> What I love about this guy, just a threat from everywhere on the field, is really sticky hands. Yeah. Just exactly he's everything you want in a wide receiver, not to just kind of you know go chalk here, but I love Troy Franklin. I loved what I saw. Um, Oregon was an exciting team to watch this year. They got a lot of good skill players out there. He's definitely one of them. Um, yeah, I don't know if he has the upside of a Malik neighbors, a Romo Dunze, and that's what kind of keeps him in this next tier for me. Yeah, but like we just said, if you're looking for someone you can put on the field right away and be your wide receiver too, it's Troy Franklin. Okay. Yeah. And Troy uh, Franklin can be that guy. All right. Did you say where you think he's getting drafted yet? I think he's late first, early second, depending on the value of the wide receiver and how the draft board falls. I think he's got the talent to be a late first, you know, in that kind of 20 ish range that we see a, a lot of wide receivers go uh, these days when there's playoff teams. Hey, let's grab a plug and play wide receiver. Troy Franklin's that guy. So I can see him being a late first. Uh, if not, definitely one of the first picks in the second round, I would think. He's very talented. And, and therefore, a first-round pick in your rookie drafts. All right, perfect. Let's move on to a guy I have questions about. Can he separate in the NFL? Yep. Florida State's own Keon Coleman. He's physical at the catch point. Sometimes when he wants to be, other times <laughs> he just lets himself get bullied by defensive backs that are smaller than him. Um, speaking my language, Mike. Yet, oddly enough, very good in the red zone. 11 touchdowns this year. Yeah, like, he, it's weird watching him play. I see him get pushed around all over the field, and then he's just a monster in the red zone. I don't know. NFL coaches are not going to like that. You know, they're like, listen, if we want George Pickens, we'll just trade for him. Um, you got to be physical all the time. You saw the drill he was running. Oh, yeah, I tweeted it out, man. Uh, that's right. I Tough saw stuff. you and tweeted it. He also didn't block for uh, Jalen Warren either. And did you see Jalen Warren said I would have blocked for George Pickens? Did he? Yeah, he did. He's, oh, he said that today. man. That's <laughs> savage. I love that. Tomlin's losing the team, man. Uh, it's always the wide receivers over there. I don't know what the deal is with, with George Pickens. It's like he's just. We should have known when we saw the video of him standing in front of his TV as he got drafted. Do you remember that? Just, yeah. Just a weird guy, man. All I'll say that is this. Chase Claypool would never. <laughs> I don't know about that. Because he wouldn't be on the team or on the field. But talk to me <laughs> about Keon Coleman. Yeah, Keon Coleman. Like you said, you know, he's got 11 touchdowns. He's been a threat in the red zone. But we're looking at a contested catch guy, contested catch specialist, I would even say, that for me is not consistent enough at, in, in the contested catches. His specialty he's not very good at. <laughs> and that's that's troublesome, Mike. That's troublesome. You know, everyone's talking, oh, Keon Coleman, like one of the best 50-50 guys in the class. Um, I think I see that he had 30 situations where he had a contested catch, and he came in with 10 of them. That's a 33% rate, Mike. It's not very good. Not at all. You're telling me that your contested catch specialist makes 50-50 balls, 30-70, but the wrong way? That's We're talking about Romo Dunze catching 70% of his 50-50 balls. Keon Coleman's only catching 30. There's a big difference there. So, you know, contested catch specialist just means can't separate. 
It, that's that's what it's turned into in the NFL. The NFL is way too athletic these days. Everything's yes. way too quick. If you can't separate, and if you can't separate at the college level, Mike, good luck in the NFL. I, am, I I'm telling you right now, this is why I included I included Keon Coleman here because he's not in my top five, and I, straight up not in my top five. Will not there's, be at any there's point. Buzz around him right now. There's a lot of buzz. I'm seeing him as people's wide receiver three in this draft class, and it just doesn't make sense to me. You're talking about a guy that had 650 yards this year. Um, has never had more than 800 yards. Yeah, he had 798 last year with Michigan State. But Keon Coleman, he's a good college wide receiver. I don't think he's going to be a very good NFL wide receiver because he can't separate. He's not consistent enough with his contested catches. I watched him against Florida. There was a pass into the end zone where he got two hands on the ball and dropped it. PFF doesn't count as a drop, but he damn should because he's missing a lot of drops on this stat sheet. I'm telling you that. They have him down for just two drops this year. Look, he's got a lot more drops than that. They're, they're cooking the books for Keon Coleman. There, there is there is some kind of like conspiracy theory trying to get Keon Coleman to be a top three wide receiver in this draft class. I just don't get it. I'm probably not going to have a lot of Keon Coleman because he's expected to be a first-round pick in the NFL draft, a first-round pick in rookie drafts. We'll see if that holds up through the pre-draft process because I think a lot of people are going to realize Keon Coleman isn't everything that everyone thought he was. Did he declare yet? I don't know for sure. If he, he, he should He should look at the sheet. Uh, as of right now, our rewind prospect sheet, um, he did not declare. If you want access to the rewind prospect sheet, please Venmo me one thousand dollars, and I will gladly give you the access. Database. Actually, five hundred ninety nine dollars. Let's keep the IRS out of this one. Um, <laughs> the only other guy that I want to mention because I'd rather have him over Keon Coleman. Give me Tez Walker any day of the Ooh. week over Keon Coleman. Tez Walker. From the University of North Carolina. If you want to talk about a guy that can separate, that can get open, yeah. that can come down with contested catches, and also has amazing speed, but also big and physical, that's Tez Walker. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Look, I just pulled up PFF's draft board at the wide receiver position. They're big board. Now it's very early in the process. They got Marvin Harrison, Malik Neighbors, Roma Dunze is the top three. Can't argue that at all. I'm okay with that. I like, like you know who they have at number four? Keon Coleman. Devontae Walker. Okay, great. See, now I'm happy. Yep. And then they got Brian Thomas Jr., the other LSU wide receiver, and okay. then Troy Franklin, rounding out that top six. So. I like that top six. And you know what? Brian Thomas Jr. is a guy that if we did this exact same episode in a month, he might be on this him. list. Keon Coleman might be out. There's another guy, too, if you want, if you were talking third round or later. His name is Malachi Corley from oh, Western that's a, Kentucky. That's a fun guy. Yeah. yeah. Catch Guy's a good receiver, put up a lot of yards, and I understand, yeah, it's Western Kentucky, but still can't ignore the fact that he did it. So that up to the Hilltoppers. That's right. Billy's yeah. happy, baby. <laughs> Jareth Stearns, baby. Oh, yeah, Jareth Stearns. Thank you. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us. Thank you for listening, everybody. For Nate, I'm Mike. We'll see you next time. Thinking about which rookies to target in your fantasy football draft? Look no further than the NFL Mock Draft Database. We are your home for all things NFL Mock Drafts by sourcing experts and analysts from all over the internet. NFL Mock Draft Database also offers users an ever-changing consensus player rankings to keep you informed on the incoming draft class as you build your dynasty team. Think you have what it takes to be a GM in the NFL? Give our free NFL Mock Draft Simulator a spin, which offers many features such as pick trading, historical draft years, and more. Join us at www.nflmockdraftdatabase.com or follow us on X at underscore mock drafts.
All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DynastyRewind. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So again, underdog.com. Use the promo code Rewind. A 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. But... Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.